Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. Okay, well, um, I had a teaching prepared for all of us, but you guys are not going to hear it. If you want it, you can call me, and like I said, I will come to your house, and I'll be happy to speak to you there for 15, 20 minutes if you've got the time. I've got the words. Um, Basically, I'm going to introduce Susie and just say a couple of things right before that and then a couple of things after, because it's this woman that we really want to hear this morning. Um, we began a series last week uh, um, in our living, learning to live and love like Jesus series um, about creation and the theology of caring for the world that we are um, we're tenants in. We don't own the world. God owns the world. He created it, and he allows us, because he loves us, to live in this world. So I'm going to bring up our scripture And I'm going to read that. It's from Genesis, and this is the voice translation. Now let us conceive a new creation, humanity, made in our image, fashioned according to our likeness. And let us, I love this Trinitarian, us grant them authority over all the earth, the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the domesticated animals and the small creeping creatures on the earth. So God did just that. He created humanity in his image. Then God blessed them and gave them this directive, be fruitful and multiply, populate the earth. I make you trustees of my estate. Listen to that language, trustees of my estate. So care for my creation and rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that roams across the earth. And then can you bring me the Leviticus slide, you wonderful production people there? Leviticus 25 says this, and this is in the message. The land cannot be sold permanently because the land is mine. You, me, we are foreigners. We are God's tenants in this place. You must provide for the right of redemption for any of the land that you own. So basically, what is our job? It's to care for the earth. And if we look around at our earth, even at our city, at the alleyways, all the places where we are not caring for the earth, and yet this is a mandate given to us by the God that we say we love. It is, it's not a political issue, you guys. It's an issue of those of us who believe in Jesus Christ and want to follow his ways. There is a theology of creation in the Bible And we are the ones who are supposed to carry that theology into all the world. Whether our world is little, like mine is, my world is small compared to so many other people, or whether it's large. And so I want to introduce you to Dr. Susie Seawright. And she's going to share, yeah, she's going to share her heart for creation. Good morning. My name is Susie. I'm also known as Dr. Honeybee. I was told to share a little bit about myself because I'm a new face. Um, I have 1,004 hobbies, ADHD. Ooh, look, squirrel. (laughs) I own my quirkiness. 
I collect degrees like most people collect ceramic cats. I'm opinionated. I swear like a sailor. I spent 30 years in children's ministry and 10 years in retirement. I am a sinner saved by grace, and more importantly, I am a daughter of the King of Kings. So I've been here since March, and I've been praying for God to show me how and where to serve him. Works is my love language. Just tell me where there's a need. And as I was listening to the prayers of the other churches and nonprofits, it dawned on me to inquire about a food pantry here. For the past three years, my husband and I have been running an unofficial food pantry out of our garage that we solely have supported. And every year on my birthday, I make a haul to the Community Action Partners Food Bank and drop off tons and tons and tons of food, whatever I can squeeze into my SUV. I have a passion for living like Jesus. And it really grieves my heart to know that in the wealthiest country on this planet, that people are starving in our communities. Can I have slide number one, please? I like data. California produces nearly half of the nation's fruits and vegetables, yet one in five Californians, that's eight million people, currently struggle with food insecurity. And food insecurity is the occasional or constant lack of access to the food one needs for a healthy, active life. Food insecurity has serious impacts on an individual's well-being, which may result in poor school attendance and performance, lowered workplace productivity, and physical and mental health problems. Individuals struggling with food insecurity have to make tough decisions that no one should have to face. No family should have to decide whether or not they're going to feed themselves or pay their rent. No senior citizen should have to decide whether or not they can afford their medication or food. And no parent should go to bed hungry because they need to feed their children. Our current rate for food insecurity prior to yesterday, that's key, was 22%. That's 8.4 million people. Slide number two, please. On average, as I mentioned, one out of five Californians do not know where their next meal is coming from. They may know that today is Sunday and so they can grab a donut, but they're not sure about lunch and they definitely don't know about dinner. The greater levels of hunger are experienced by our black and Latinx families. Slide number three, please. So the CalFresh emergency allotments and pandemic EBT, that's the extra funding that was given to the SNAP program, has ended. California is now facing a catastrophic hunger crisis. With the signing of the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023 and ending of the Federal Public Health Emergency on May 11th, two critical programs that helped to mitigate hunger over the last three years have ended. CalFresh recipients will receive their last emergency allotments last month. That has been boosting the CalFresh benefits since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and the highly effective pandemic EBD programs that have been providing food benefits to children ended at the end of this last school year. This is going to intensify widespread hardship throughout California and with the skyrocketing costs of groceries and a stumbling economy, it's going to reduce people's ability to purchase food. It's not going to just cause hunger, but it's going to place an enormous cost on California's food banks. 
They've already been stretched thin because of the pandemic. 500 million Californians receiving CalFresh are going to see a dramatic and sudden drop in their food benefits, totaling more than $500 million per month. So I'm going to cut to the chase because we're running a little bit late. <sighs> On average, the food stamp program, SNAP benefits, are going to reduce to $82 a month. That's an average of $6 per person per household. I can stretch a budget like you wouldn't believe. My church family here, they know. I struggled to figure out a way how to feed a family on $6 a day. For some people, like older adults, the minimum, the benefits dropped from $281 to $23 a month. Slide number four, please. The school universal free breakfast and lunch programs, those of you who have children in school and you got free breakfast and free lunches for the last year or two, guess what, that just stopped. According to the California Department of Education website, the universal free breakfast and lunch program has been ended. The program is going to revert back to income-based requirements, and those are the requirements. A family of four, $39,000 is the most you can make annually. I don't know how you pay your rent on $39,000 annually in Southern California. Slide number five, please. So what can $6 buy? For me, I can get a grande caramel macchiato from Starbucks or two jars of grape jelly. Keep going down the list. Yes, 24 pounds of pasta. By the way, this week at Walmart, pasta is 25 cents a pound. Go purchase and fill your cabinets. So where do you come in? It only takes a quick glance on a local Facebook page, Nextdoor app, looking around your community, to see that there is a rising need for food items in our local community. In order for us as a church to make an impact, we need to partner together. We need a team to make this happen. Yeah, we need to work out the details, how, when, where. And we need food. Think about what your family eats when you're grocery shopping. If you add an extra 10 cans of vegetables or 25 pounds of pasta, that would really, really fill a food bank in a very short amount of time. Slide number six, please. And I'm going to leave you with this, especially because we're coming up on communion. Food is how we connect with people. Meals are how we fellowship. And in the words of the Japanese-American actress, Tamlin Tamita, if I am more fortunate than others, I need to build a longer table, not a taller fence. Thank you for your time. Okay, that was so great, wasn't it? And last week we talked about plastics. This week we're talking about food insecurity. We're talking about food deserts. We're talking about all the ways that we get to partner with Jesus Christ in uh, taking care of our creation, this world that is ours uh, to guard, to take care of. Uh, and sometimes it all feels overwhelming, like, uh, what can I possibly do? You're asking too much. And there's that old story about, you know, it only, you only have to pick up one starfish 
and throw it back in the ocean to save its life. And if we're talking about the ocean, it's made up of an immense amount of water, but the water is drop after drop after drop after drop. That's our job. We have a neighborhood. We have our own little world that we live in. What, do we, what can we do there? And if food pantry isn't your thing and plastics aren't your thing, what is? Maybe it's sweeping the alley behind your house. Maybe it's taking in your neighbor's trash cans. There's just so, so many possibilities here. We're not asking you to all do the same thing or get behind one thing. We're asking you to take care of the world. Now, one starfish at a time. Um, yeah, and having said all that, now we're going to have communion. And I'm going to invite you to communion and also invite the band back up here. And um, Oh, no, I'm going to do one other thing. I'm going to take license. Sorry, Danny and Mary and all you pastors out there. I have one slide because when I was a little girl in Germany, my grandmother taught me to glean, to find food. And you guys have heard me speak about her so many times. Nope, you got to go back to that one picture that has my grandmother in it. That's not it. Okay, my grandmother is the short, chubby one on the left. You'll notice the resemblance. And this was when we first came to America, to California, and that is Huntington Beach. My grandmother always found a way to feed us. But in order to do that, she actually, we walked the hills, <laughs> and we picked things up off the ground, and she did incredible things so that we could eat and so we can do, we can do things so that others can eat as well. Now I'm going to invite you into communion. Thanks for the indulgence there. Y'all had to see my Oma. She's pretty amazing. And I chose to enter us into communion. Uh, a blessing by Jan Richardson, and it's called The Table Will Be Wide. And we talked about making it long just a minute ago. Susie did. So let me read this to you. And the table will be wide and the welcome will be wide, and the arms will open wide to gather us in, and our hearts will open wide to receive, and we will come as children who trust there is enough, and we will come unhindered and free, and our aching will be met with bread, and our sorrow will be met with wine, and we will open our hands to the feast without shame, and we will turn toward each other without fear, and we will give up our appetite for despair, and we will taste and know of delight, and we will become bread for a hungering world, and we will become drink for those who thirst, and we will become earth healers for the sake of the world, and the blessed will become the blessing, and everywhere will be the feast. You're all invited to come to the table so that Jesus can feed you with spiritual food that's real and give you the strength and the love that you need to get through this week. Amen and amen. <laughs>